very warm welcome to you from Equa Marketing. This presentation is brought to you by Equa.com, a leader in digital marketing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Growing Dentist Podcast Show. I'm super excited to have Mr. Craig Cody, the founder of Craig Cody and Company. Craig, welcome. Hi, thank you very much for having me today. Thank you, Craig. Uh, for those of us who don't know you, I know you are a CPA. Uh, can you give me a little bit of your story and uh, how you got involved with dentists and helping oh. them with tax planning? Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, I'm a CPA. I'm also a certified tax coach. I'm a business owner and I'm a former New York City police officer. Uh, I was on the New York City Police Department for 17 years. Um, in addition to being a CPA, um, I'm also a certified tax coach. And as a certified tax coach, I belong to a, a group of practitioners throughout the country who undergo extensive training on uh, various tax planning techniques and strategies uh, to become and as well as remain certified. Okay, I've co-authored an Amazon bestseller, Secrets of a Tax-Free Life. Um, I've written um, the 10 biggest tax mistakes that cost business owners thousands, and we strive to help uh, our clients uh, keep more of what they make. That's excellent. So you specifically focus on business owners, right? You focus yeah. on people who make you know, the economy work by creating jobs, creating opportunities, and you help them keep more of what they make. Correct. That's what we do. Um, we mo work with business owners and real estate investors are um, the type of clients that we work with. Right. So they have money and you help them, um, you know, make most of that money and, of course, keep most of the money they make. Right. We help them keep more of what they're making. Yes. Right. Um, let's kind of, um, because our, our, our listeners like to learn something from you today. So let me kind of uh, talk about a traditional you know, traditionally what happens about regarding tax planning, you get a panic call from your accountant saying, you know, we need to file your taxes or you bug him and he's so busy, he doesn't have time for you. And you say, we need to file your taxes. And he does some stuff and say, you know, write a check of this amount to this person and that amount to that person. For most business owners, that's the extent of tax planning. That once a year conversation, the once a year, uh, you know, thought. Correct. Most, most accountants are very good at putting the right numbers in the right boxes, but they're, they're really looking in the rearview mirror. They're not doing any tax planning. And if you ask most accountants and most clients what a tax plan is, it's meeting with my accountant in December and he's telling me how much of a payment I need to make by January 15th. Right. That's what most people would believe tax planning is. Right. And what's wrong with it? Um, it's, it's totally reactive versus being proactive. You know, um, there's not a whole lot of planning you could do when you're looking in a rearview mirror. Whereas when you work with your clients on a regular basis and you communicate with them all the time, you know what they're doing, you communicate with them, and you could figure out ways where they could take full advantage of the tax code the same way Donald Trump, Warren Buffett, and all these other multi-million billionaires that have full staffs looking for um, loopholes for them. Right. I understand. So let's talk about a typical dentist. So let's say I'm your client. I'm a dentist. Um, how would my experience look differently versus the experience you and I just discussed, which is that 
once a year phone call in December? Oh, most people we speak with, there's a total failure to plan, okay? They're not communicating with their CPA. Their CPA is not communicating with them. And if they spent as much time as they did um, looking for a new car or researching a new car as they did researching ways to save on taxes, they'd probably save a lot of money. So um, the biggest issue we see with people is really failing to plan between them, themselves and their CPA. There's no plan. And typically, as a dentist, you're busy working in and on your business. You're not really worried about or, or focused on the tax planning. That's why you have a CPA. Um, but that, unfortunately, is really rarely done for the business owner or the dentist. Right, right. Um, let, let's talk about, do you see different types of dentists depending on when they are in their career and, or is it pretty much, I'm trying to kind of go to the next level. I'm trying to understand, um, what are some of the things you notice and how do you note, you know, and what are some of the things you have done in the past to help dentists? So I'm wondering, go ahead. One of the things we notice is that, you know, um, dentists are really looking for help. They're looking for, you know, they're, they're paying a lot in taxes. They're, they're typically, in the younger years, they're paying off big loans, okay? So they may be making the money, but they're not getting to spend it on themselves because they have to pay off these huge loans. So it's almost like getting what we would call phantom income. The money comes in, but they don't get to spend it on themselves. They have to spend it on paying down these loans. Um, and, you know, they're looking for help and nobody's giving them any help or guidance. So, um, so one of the things we see, you know, after failing to plan is we see dentists setting up with the wrong business entity, whether they're sole proprietors, they're LLCs, single member LLCs, partnerships, S corporations. Um, is that the best entity that they should be operating in from a tax perspective? Do they have the most, advantageous tax rules. Um, so a lot of times we find the dentist that should be an LLC is operating as a, a sole proprietorship or a corporation, or one that should be a corporation is operating as an LLC, and we'll help, help them fix that and show them you know the amount of money that they wind up saving. Right, right. So, you know, a, another thing that comes up a, a lot is, you know, retirement planning, you know, are they setting up the correct retirement plan? Are they setting up a retirement plan at all? Um, are they using a home office? You know, are they doing a lot of work from home? And and most business people I talk to, you know, um, are doing work from home, whether it's answering emails or doing administrative work. And the IRS says if you're spending, you know, a substantial amount of time working out of your home office, you get to deduct all the things that go along with the home office. And substantial time could be 12 hours a week. And if you're doing administrative stuff or working from home one or two days a week, easily, even for a dentist, you can surpass the 12 hours. And that opens up a whole lot of different things that you can do as far as deducting your home office, setting up a, a home athletic facility, which is deductible under the code, and that home athletic facility could be a home gym. It could be a pool. Um, so there's a host of things that, you know, they can do that 
they're not being advised to do. And face it, you know, they're, they're dentists, they're concentrating, you know, on their practice, marketing their practice, seeing patients. They need somebody to give them the guidance when it comes to tax plan, and they're not getting that. Right. How much money do you typically save a dentist over a 10-year period? Over 10 years? Yeah. Over $200,000. You know, our, our typical tax plan, we want to be able to save somebody at least $20,000 the first year. Right. And we want uh, it to be instant gratification for the dentist. Right. And that comes from things like, you know, um, writing off some portion of your home because you use some portion of it for work and so forth. It, it comes from a combination of different things that they can do, whether it's, you know, the home office, okay, yeah, auto expenses. Um, there's, there's a rule that allows you to rent your home to your business for up to 14 days a year and not have to pay taxes on that money. Um, the correct entity. Sometimes just changing the entity type can save you twenty thousand dollars. Okay, you mean the, the the kind of corporation you have, right? Whether it's an LLC, is it an LLC taxed as a corporation? Is it not? You know, is it a single member LLC? Um, but typically, there's no planning that goes into that. You know, they speak with an attorney, and he's looking at it strictly from a liability protection. All right, and if if the attorney, the client, and us all had a conversation, we'd probably be able to meet everybody's goals together. Right. And you act as the quarterback that forces these conversations so that the client gets the most from a tax planning standpoint. Exactly. Right. We, we, are, we are the guiding light there. Right. And you also help them invest the money they have? No, uh, no, we don't, we don't do any investment stuff. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we'll work with their investment advisors to make sure that, you know, everything is being done in the best possible manner for them. Right. From a tax planning point of view. Correct. And sometimes there are there are there are benefits to derive to be derived out of out of, you know, planning their investments. And, you know, do do they have real estate or do they have passive losses that they're not getting the benefit of? Are there ways to uh create passive income streams where they could use that passive income to offset the passive losses they may have in their real estate. Right. Talk about real estate a bit and how dentists can use that to their advantage. And you talked about passive losses as an example. Right. So, I mean, one thing is obviously owning the building that you practice in obviously is a, is, is a huge help. All right. And then, you know, are you getting the most in the way of depreciation from your building? Um, there's something called cost segregation. So typically, uh, commercial property is depreciated over 39 years. But there are times when we'll recommend a cost segregation study where they'll break that building out into its individual components, thereby increasing the depreciation taken in the earlier years versus spreading it out over 39 years. What that means is the dentist winds up paying less tax up front, um, and he could use that money to build other investments. Right. So you're saying when, of... when he's making the most money up front, you, he also gets to write off the most of that 
if it's done correctly. And when we do a cost segregation study, the beauty of it is he may be in that building for five years already. We could do a cost segregation study today. And that additional depreciation that he should have taken that he didn't get to take, he gets to take in the current year. Right. Makes sense. Can you um, give us some other ways somebody can take advantage of the property they own? Uh, well, obviously, they can rent it out, um, which is obviously nice. They can use cost segregation. If they're not using cost segregation, they can make sure they're depreciating it in, in the most advantageous way. Um, they should also have that property in, inside of a separate entity, separate and apart from their practice for a number of reasons. And I'm not an attorney, but there are definitely legal reasons that you w would want to do that. Um, and um, take the clear care to plan to get all the benefits that you're entitled to. Right. Right. What about equipment and dentists spend a lot of money buying expensive equipment or making upgrades? How does that play in from a tax planning standpoint? So, so there's a, a number of different ways to depreciate equipment. Um, you could depreciate, let's just say it's seven year. It has a useful life of seven years. You could depreciate it over seven years. There's something called bonus depreciation where you could say depreciate, take half of it all up at once and then the balance over seven years. And then there's something called section 179 where you basically take all that depreciation in the year that you acquire the equipment. Um, so if you're making money, typically it's going to make sense to take as much depreciation upfront as you can. If you're not at the point where you're making a lot of money and you're growing your practice, maybe then you don't want to take it all and you want to look at it from, okay, this is stuff that I'll take down the road. When I'm in a higher tax bracket. Right. But right. There's a lot of thought that should go into how you depreciate your equipment, your buildings, and, and your other assets. Right. What about uh, leasehold improvements? Is that like similar to building or is that different? It's similar. It's similar to the building. Okay. Depending on what the leasehold improvements are. And, and that's, that's an area where we see a, a lot of mistakes done. Um, with dental practices, especially new dental practices, when they don't own the building um, and they don't properly account for the leasehold improvements on their books. Can you share some examples of the kind of mistakes people make? Just not properly depreciating it is, is a big one. Just not doing it the right way because they're not communicating and they're with their accountant. Their accountant is not communicating with them and they're going to see them you know, at the end of the year. Um, and nobody has the time to really look into these things. You know, another big thing we see is when people purchase practices, um, there's something called goodwill on the buyer's books. And goodwill should typically, you know, be depreciated or amortized over 15 years. And there's been a number of times we've come across it when they've never amortized that expense. So you, you pay a couple of hundred thousand dollars for a practice and maybe you get $100,000 worth of assets and the rest is considered goodwill for accounting purposes, you need to depreciate that or amortize that over 15 years. And that's stuff that we see not happening. Right, right. So accounting and tax planning should not be looked at as an expense item. It should be looked at as an income item because if you do it correctly, you're going to save 
money, not 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 cost you money, you're going to save money. Let me ask you this. Typically, if you're working with a dentist, how often do you t talk to them? Like, um, do you have a, a kind of a kind of a roadmap that you use yes. in terms of yes. the experience that the dentist has with you? So what we do is we when we work with when you work with a client of ours, um, we do all their bookkeeping. If they have a bookkeeper on staff, they're using our system. So we're always looking at the same thing they're looking at. And then every month um, after we close out the month, we use like a calendar system. We send them a link to the calendar and they schedule a 45 minute call with us where we go over the profit and loss and the balance sheet and anything else that might, you know, they might be thinking of at that time. So um, by keeping those lines of communication up, you know, you learn a lot about your client and you know what he's doing and you're able to help him better. Right, right. So this this meeting is like a great way for you to learn about the client and, and for the client, just that 45 minutes could save them a lot of money at the end of the year. Could save them a lot of money. Right. And... Um, just using it's just a way to use your board of directors, as you could say, you know, mm -hmm. people that you know are your advisors that should know what's going on. Right. Absolutely. So this conversation um, is it just from a tax planning point of view, or do you get into other things? It's it, well, when we say tax planning, tax and accounting. No, we we tax don't and accounting. typically okay. we don't typically get into you know. Um, other non-accounting type of stuff. You know, we'll talk about you know asset acquisition and stuff like that. But we we typically are not going to spend the bulk of time talking about marketing or anything like that. We'll talk about maybe their expense allocation and where it is or where it should be. Right. Do you get into like key metrics, like you know how many new patients you're getting and so forth? Typically, no. They, they, typically, the client has somebody else that's going to, you know, they're going to deal with with that. Um, not to say that we wouldn't be involved in that conversation if they asked us, but that's typically that something that they may be talking with uh, over with their coach or something like that. Right. Let's give them some more tips. What about owning um, vehicles and, you know, like how does that work from a tax planning point of view? From, from a tax perspective, if, if you have a home office and it qualifies as a home office, now your your travel between your home office and your dental office becomes deductible. So now that makes a greater portion of your vehicle expenses deductible. Right, right. So, like I said, that just by having a home office, it opens up a lot of additional planning avenues that you can pursue. Right. What about leasing versus buying? Any, any 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 thoughts on that? Well, I mean, from a strictly tax deductible perspective, um, which should not really be the driving force behind of what type of vehicle you get, you'll typically get a bigger deduction when you're leasing a vehicle versus purchasing it, assuming you're not purchasing a truck over 6,000 pounds and leasing makes sense as far as the amount of miles that you're driving. Makes sense. Right. What about travel trips? I know a lot of dentists, you know, go to a lot of conferences and 
also they spend a lot of money on education like any thoughts on that yeah well that stuff is all you know conferences are all continuing ed is all deductible um all, all that stuff is is deductible learning coaching paying for your coach all that is marketing education etc is all 100 percent deductible and you'd be surprised at how many times we get that question can i actually deduct this and yes you can in terms of um the top three mistakes or the top three things you you see dentists not taking advantage of what are those top three as as we kind of talked about before the top three is failing to plan having the wrong entity choice and not using the correct depreciation when it comes to your your assets and your goodwill right um in terms of um, your entire team, like so let's say I become a client of yours, um, how does it start? You first would talk to them, um, get an initial idea of the lay of the land, and then, then what happens? Right, so, so it, it always starts with a tax plan first, and I take them through the whole tax planning process. Um, at that point, if they decide they wanna work with us going forward, um, we onboard them, and then they're assigned in my office a bookkeeper and a CPA for the day-to-day -day type of stuff. And then I'm involved in all the big picture and their monthly calls. I'm involved in that with the other CPA that's assigned to them. And um, you know, they can call us basically um, as often as they like. It's all built into, you know, all clients are on flat fixed monthly fees. Right. What's the fixed monthly fee? How does that work? Honestly, it really depends on the amount of work that's involved. And, you know, that that basically we're able to uncover when we do a tax plan and we get we do a deep dive into what they have going on. At that point, we're able to say, okay, this is it's going to, going to be, you know, X amount of dollars a month. Right. Do you help them plan cash flows and, you know, those kinds of things? Yes, yes, because it's all about cash flow. Can you expand on that? Yeah, I mean, you need to have the money coming in so you could pay your salaries and every and your bills. So if if you know if you're billing, 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 and not collecting, 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 you know, you're not going to be able to make payroll. You're not going to pay your bills. So it's important to see what your cash flow is. It's also important to see you know how much is going out to pay off whether they're practice loans or your personal student loans. You know how much of your income is going towards that. I really enjoyed our talk today, Craig. Any other final points you want to add before we wrap up? I, I just think it's important that you communicate with your current CPA or accountant. Um, and if, you, if you're on the fence and think, when was the last time he came to you with an idea to save some taxes? And if you can't answer that, then you should be looking around to someone that's going to be more proactive with you. Um, and... I, I would like to offer your readers uh, a copy of my most recent book, which is um, the 10 biggest tax mistakes that cost business owners thousands and dentists are business owners. And there'll be a, a link in your show notes where they can actually go and opt in to receive a copy of that. And uh, our website is www.craigcodyandcompany.com. And if they go to forward slash growing dentists, they can actually receive a, uh, a free copy of that book.
Perfect. Yes, we'll include all of this in the show notes. Is that a phone number that we could we should also include? Sure. Craig? It is five one six eight six nine four zero five one. Five one six eight six nine four zero five one. Five one. And uh, do you provide any kind of a complimentary consultation just to yep. yes. answer the question? So, so what, what the, the, the process for a tax plan is we have an initial conf- consultation over the phone, at which time we could kind of get a general idea of what's going on. Then we would ask uh, the client or potential client to send us copies of the last two years personal and business tax returns, and we send them a secure link so they could send them securely. I do an analysis. We set up a WebEx or a Zoom call to go over the analysis. At that point, we're able to determine how much money we can save them, how, what, what's the amount of missed deductions or opportunities out there for them, what they're going to save, and what the tax plan is going to cost. Um, our tax plan fee is 100% refundable, and no one has ever asked for their money back because it is instant gratification. Right. What do you mean by 100% refundable? So if we do a tax plan for you and you're not happy with it, and you want your money back, we'll give you your money back. I see. And how much is a tax plan? It, uh, a typical tax plan ranges um, from $3,500 to about $8,200. That's a typical plan. Right. And you determine that after the first call? We determine that after we analyze the tax returns. And typically what we see is we see a return on investment of around 400, three, the high threes to 400% return on investment first year. Right. And um, now that you give me the tax plan, now do I need to hire you to implement it or can anybody implement it? Anybody can implement it. We'll, we'll give you the roadmap on how to implement it and in the plan is also the tax code that tells you you can do whatever we're telling you to do. Okay. So you'll tell me step by step what to do, you know, to get the uh, get the benefits you outlined in your tax plan. Correct. Right. Do a lot of people choose to go with you at that time or do they say I want to stick with my CPA but you guys do my tax planning once a year? It, re- it really depends on what the client is, is looking for. There are times when we have clients when, you know, even if they wanted to come with us, they can't because they have a relationship with this person. Right. Um, so it, it really depends on the circumstances. Um, so it, it varies on a case-to-case basis. But we do wind up working with, you know, clients all over the country. So um, I would say there's a good portion of those that want to work with us on an ongoing basis because they see the value. Right. So after that, I don't need to do a tax plan, right? I just hire you as my firm and you do everything for and, me. And then we do everything for you and we make sure that we keep you abreast of all the newest tax planning techniques so that you could take advantage to everything that's going on. Right. That's perfect. That's a great model. Thank you, Craig, and thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. I uh, really enjoyed our conversation. I think our listeners would learn a ton from this. And well, thank um, you very much. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it.